uh, awarded with uh, many uh, titles. Uh, recently by Tirupati Vidyapeetha also, Mahamahapadhyay. And uh, he, he was the uh, DGP of Undivided Andhra Pradesh. Uh, he held very high uh, posts in the police department. Uh, after all such career, he shifted into Sanskrit studies. Now he has achieved a lot uh, in Sanskrit studies also. He is teaching Advaita Vedanta classes. He has taught Ramayana. He is going to teach Mahabharata now. His paper is going to be on with, uh, the contentious issue of whether Advaita has contradiction with rituals or not. Thank you, Sri Paduriji. My, my pranams to the Swamiji's and Swaminis who are present here. And my pranams to all the scholars, all the divine personalities who are present here in front of me. Very daunting presence of uh, great Shastra scholars. So I, my subject today, anyway, is non-duality and multitude of rituals. So when I read the concept paper prepared by my friend Nagaraj Pathuri, I thought that uh, this is some subject uh, which is rather down to earth and rather contentious as he said. So this subject is something which uh, is very, very easy to follow. And uh, I have chosen this because this is actually debated. In fact, it touches on some other aspects like why we have several uh, deities, why we have, that is what we call polytheism, and why we have got, why we observe so many rituals and all that. So, that, that is what it is, because when we say that uh, the truth is one, this realization of oneness, it leads to various uh, paradoxical situations. That is, on one hand, you are, you are saying that uh, reality is one, and then again, you find various uh, Swamiji's, various Acharyas who are performing all the rituals, pujas, etc., etc. And when we say this uh, non-duality, the persons the individual ego or the self is supposed to have merged in the, in the ocean-like consciousness called Brahman. So when that is the situation, then who is worshipping whom? So that situation, that question arises. And that is the reason why we find some of the Vedanta teachers, they actually discourage, they, ask, they have seen some of the teachers discouraging even going to, people going to temples. So they say, why, why this fellow is still going to temples after, after uh, listening to the Vedanta class. So some people say like that. So, and, uh, but on the other hand, we also find some Swamiji's performing rituals. And when I, we attended a meeting, Sadhananda, yeah, Sadhananda ji was not there at the, in that meeting, Swami Advayananda ji was there. There, one Vaishnava scholar said, oh, you Advaitins, you have no problem. You, are, you have double standards, you can accept anything, you can accommodate anything, that's what he said. So we are accused of uh, having some double standards. We are accused of being uh, rather duplicitous in our nature. So that is what is the accusation. So from that point of view, I thought that uh, let me choose this subject. And uh, my talk is basically in two parts. That is, uh, first of all, why this non-dual Vedanta, uh, why does it accept rituals and uh, even things like so many deities and all that? And secondly, how all these rituals are actually structured, no, Vedanta is actually structured into our rituals and various other pujas, etc. So these are the two parts, uh, that's what I'm trying to do. So the first point we have to note is that the Vedas, they have to cover all levels of people. 
Upanishads may be focusing on the seeker. Upanishads may be a sort of inquiry on the nature of what is the supreme reality. But the Vedas as such, Vedas, they take into consideration the whole range of human society. Somebody who is worshipping a snake, somebody who is worshipping some, some tree or somebody who is worshipping a hill or something like that. And the people who are real seekers. So the Vedas, as Swami Dayanandaji was saying, it is there like huge mall. Whatever you want, you will get there. So it is like that. So they have to take into consideration all levels of people and that is where, and, but at the same time, they should also give some guidance to all the levels of the people. Don't, don't be at that level only. You come slightly to a higher level and from that higher level you try to see what is the reality. So that is what is the uh, overall structure and this structure we see in the entire Prasthana Traya. And I am not going to go, go into Prasthana Traya that is the Brahma Sutras and all that, though in the Brahma Sutras also we can uh, see some of these adhikaranas like Sarvapetsha adhikaranam and also Ubhayalinga adhikaranam and some, some various other adhikaranas. In fact, the entire uh, third adhyaya, uh, the entire adhyaya is devoted for uh, the upa upasanas and all that. So I am not going to go into that. But I will just take four slokas from the Gita and try to uh, anal analyze this particular uh, question. That is Krishna. We, we, I am reading from the 12th chapter, 12th chapter of the Gita and prior to that we have seen that right from 7th chapter to 12th chapter we know that it is, uh, that is supposed to be the Tat Padartha Vivechanam. So it talks about what exactly is that reality. So there we have seen different levels. We see that what is called Saguna Brahma, we see Nirguna Brahma and again in that Saguna Brahma we see two levels that is Vibhuti Yoga talks about uh, the individual manifestations and the Vishwarupa Yoga talks about the cosmic manifestation. And again, the ninth Adhyaya, Raja Vidya, Raja Guhya, it talks about the supreme reality, which is that Satyam, Jnanam, Anantam, Brahma. So all the levels from which you can, analyze, you can see or realize Brahman, uh, they are all discussed there. So they, and, and in the very beginning of 12th chapter, we see uh, which one is better. The Arjuna's question is, which path is better? Then Krishna says, Te prapnu, the, about this Nirguna Brahma people, he says, Te Prapnuvanti Mameva. Then again, regarding the Saguna Brahma people, he says, Tesham Aham Samudharta. That is, somewhat like that Markata Kishora and Marjala Kishora Nyaya. I am the uplifter of all the people who are on the Saguna path. And those people who are on the Nirguna path, by doing some hard trekking and all that, they will come and climb that Mount Everest. So after all, they will also reach me, but then that is a very uh, tedious, very strenuous process. Whereas for these people, like a Marjala Kishoranya, I am going to take them along with me. So that is what uh, uh, Krishna says in that. Then again, we also see, I am now trying to see this uh, uh, eighth Shloka 8, 9, 10 and 11, these four shlokas of 12th Adhyaya, I just want to see. So first of all, he says about uh, the Saguna level people, about Nirguna level people, he has told in the very first uh, couple of shlokas, he said, Tesha Maham Samudharta. Thereafter, he comes to uh, the Saguna level people. Then he says, Mayeva Mana Adhatsva, Mai Buddhim Niveshaya. So for that word, Mai, so the, all the commentators have said that Mai refers to that Vishwarupa Darshana. 
So my, you have to focus on that Vishwarupa, you have to do that Vishwarupa Upasana and from that Vishwarupa Upasana, you will be, you will be able to attain what is called realization, not directly of course, there again the commentators have said, Vishwarupa, Vishwarupa again is Mayavat Chinnam Chaitanyam, it is not pure Chaitanyam. So this Vishwarupa, when you are doing that Upasana, you are attaining what is called that Brahmaloka Prapti or Hiranyagarbha Loka Prapti and there that is what is called Krama Mukti and you are going to attain Krama Mukti. So that is what all the commentators have written. Then again, that Mayevamana, that's why it's okay. So Nirguna Brahma people, they are directly attaining Brahman. Saguna Brahma people by concentrating or contemplating on this Vishwarupa Darshana, they go to what is called that Brahma, Hiranyagarbha Loka and from there they attain that realization. And he says, he comes down, uh, if you are not able to do that, then atha chittam samadhatum na shaknoshimayasthiram abhyasa yogena tato, he says, if you are not able to do that Vishwarupa Upasana, you come down, you come to this abhyasa yoga. And there again for that abhyasa yoga, the people have, all the commentators have written very clearly, that abhyasa has to be done by having some alambana in front of us. And that alambana can be an idol, it can be a, a picture or anything. So that alambana, it is actually, that is the way in which this idol, it can be an idol or it can be some picture of a god or something. So this introduction of an idol is something which is done with a purpose. So this is why, this is again what is the social, I am also talking about the social consequences. So Advaita Vedanta, no doubt it is a pure philosophical uh, approach to reality. But then, there are also social, uh, there is a lot of social significance also. How exactly our rituals are influenced by that and uh, how all our religious practices have uh, been moulded or rather they, they have been shaped under the umbrella of the Upanishads. So this is a, these are the things which we should not miss also. So here, keeping an idea, there for that dhyanam, for that abhyasa yoga, the word, the word given is, the meaning given is dhyanam with some alambana. And that for that alambana you just keep an idol and then try to concentrate on that and aspire to come to that level of Vishwarupa meditation. So this introduction of idol is done with a very, very clear purpose and not in a very ignorant or foolish manner. This is what we have to tell our youngsters. I am not telling the audience here. I, when I explain to the youngsters, that is how I explain. Then again, if you are not able to do that, then again he comes down one level, abhyase pyasamarthosi, matkarma paramobhava. If you are not able to do that dhyanam also, you, you, you just do some activity relating to me. So again this matkarma is a rather confusing word because this matkarma can be understood as karma yoga. But here it is not karma yoga because this again, the, the, in fact the 12th shloka also is a very delicate shloka. Uh, this matkarma, again the commentator, Shankaracharya has not explained it much, whereas Madhusudana, Saraswati and others, they have explained it very, very, very clearly, Nilakanta and also Madhusudana. In fact, Nilakanta has also, not Nilakanta, there is uh, another commentary that is Bhashyotkarsha Deepika. So he quotes from uh, the Brahma Sutras also. He quotes from Brahma Sutras that uh, Antaradhikaranam, Antastad Dharmopadeshat, there he quotes that Kalpatarukara, where, uh, where from he quotes two shlokas and these shlokas were read yesterday by some scholar that is Nirvishesham Param Brahma Satshat Kattu Manishwaraha E Mandas Teyanu Kampyante Savishesha Nirupanaihi that is one shloka and Vashikrute Manasyesham Sagunab Brahma Shilanath 
ತದೇವ ಆವಿರ್ಭವೇತ್ ಸಾಕ್ಷಾತ್ ಅಪೇತೋಪಾಧಿ ಕಲ್ಪನಂ ಇಸ್ ಎ ವಂಡರ್ಫುಲ್ ಶ್ಲೋಕ ತದೇವ ಆವಿರ್ಭವೇತ್ ಸಾಕ್ಷಾತ್ ಅಪೇತೋಪಾಧಿ ಕಲ್ಪನಂ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಸಾಕ್ಷಾತ್ ತದೇವ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಸಾಕ್ಷಾತ್ ಆವಿರ್ಭವೇತ್ ಸೊ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಈ ಸೇಸ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ನಾಟ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಲೇನಿಂಗ್ ಆಲ್ ದಿಸ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಲಾಟ್ ಮೆನಿ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಆರ್ ಸ್ಕಾಲರ್ಸ್ ಇಯರ್ ಸೊ ಬಟ್ ಹೀ ಸೇಸ್ ದಟ್ ಆವಿರ್ಭವೇತ್ ಅವಿರ್ಭವೇತ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಹೀ ಇಸ್ ರೆಫರಿಂಗ್ ಟು ದಟ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಲೋಕ ಪ್ರಾಪ್ತಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಡೇರ್ ಇನ್ ದಟ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಲೋಕ ಹೀ ಗೆಟ್ಸ್ ಎನ್ಲೈಟನ್ ಸೊ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಒನ್ ಸಾರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ವಾಟ್ ವಿ ಕಾಲ್ ಮಜಿಲಿ ಒನ್ ಸಾರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಸಮ್ ಇಂಟರ್ಮೀಡಿಯೇಟ್ ಸ್ಟೇಜ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ವಿಚ್ ಹೀ ಗೆಟ್ಸ್ ಎನ್ಲೈಟನ್ ಡೇ ಸೊ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ವಿ ಸೀ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಎಲೆವೆನ್ ಶ್ಲೋಕ ಹೀ ಸೇಸ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಮತ್ಕರ್ಮ ಪರ ಯಾ ಫಾರ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮತ್ಕರ್ಮ ಐ ಡಿಂಟ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಲೇನ್ ಫಾರ್ ದಟ್ ಮತ್ಕರ್ಮ ನೀಲಕಂಠ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮಧುಸೂದನ ದೇ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಲೇನ್ಡ್ ಇಟ್ ಆ್ಯಸ್ ಶ್ರವಣಂ ಕೀರ್ತನಂ ವಿಷ್ಣೋ ಸ್ಮರಣಂ ಪಾದಸೇವನಂ ಎಟ್ಸೆಟ್ರಾ ಹೀ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಲೇನ್ ಲೈಕ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಅಗೇನ್ ಕಮ್ಸ್ ಡೌನ್ ಎ ಸ್ಟೆಪ್ ಫರ್ದರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಈ ಸೇಸ್ ಅಥೈತದಪ್ಯ ಶಕ್ತೋಸಿ ಇಫ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ನಾಟ್ ಏಬಲ್ ಟು ಡೂ ಈವನ್ ದಿಸ್ ದೆನ್ ದೆನ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಸರ್ವಕರ್ಮಫಲತ್ಯಾಗಂ ತತಃ ಕುರು ಯಥಾತ್ಮವಾನ್ ಸರ್ವಕರ್ಮಫಲತ್ಯಾಗ ಇಸ್ ದ ಈಸಿಯೆಸ್ಟ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಬಿ ಡನ್ ಬೈ ಎನಿಬಡಿ ಸೊ ದಟ್ ಈವನ್ ಎನ್ ಆರ್ಡಿನರಿ ಮ್ಯಾನ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಅಟ್ಲೀಸ್ಟ್ ಟ್ರೈ ಟು ಡೂ ದಟ್ ಸರ್ವಕರ್ಮಫಲತ್ಯಾಗ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಪ್ರೈಮರಿ ಸ್ಟೆಪ್ ಅಟ್ಲೀಸ್ಟ್ ಟು ಡೂ ದಿಸ್ ಸೊ ಅವರ್ ಸ್ಕ್ರಿಪ್ಚರ್ಸ್ ಅವರ್ ರಾಧರ್ ಅವರ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಸೋ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಸೊ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಟು ಪೀಪಲ್ ದಟ್ ದೇ ವಾಂಟ್ ಟು ಟೇಕ್ ಅ ಲಾಂಗ್ ಎವ್ರಿಬಡಿ ಇನ್ ದ ಫೀಲ್ಡ್ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಹೌ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಾಟ್ ಆರ್ ದಿ ಕಾನ್ಸಿಕ್ವೆನ್ಸಸ್ ಇಯರ್ ಇಫ್ ವಿ ಸೀ ದಿ ಸೋಷಲ್ ಕಾನ್ಸಿಕ್ವೆನ್ಸಸ್ ವಿ ಗೆಟ್ ಆನ್ಸರ್ಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ದ ಕ್ವೆಶನ್ ವೈ ಆರ್ ಯು ಹ್ಯಾವಿಂಗ್ ಸೋ ಮೆನಿ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ಸ್ ಆಲ್ ದೀಸ್ ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ಸ್ ದೇ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಇನ್ ದೇ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ದೇ ವರ್ ಇನ್ ಎಕ್ಸಿಸ್ಟೆನ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಸೋ ಮೆನಿ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಕಂಟ್ರಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸಮ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಕಂಟ್ರಿ ಸಮ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ವರ್ ವರ್ಷಿಪಿಂಗ್ ಗಣೇಶ ಇನ್ ಸಮ್ ಅದರ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ದೇ ವರ್ ವರ್ಷಿಪಿಂಗ್ ಸನ್ ಇನ್ ಸಮ್ ಅದರ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ದೇ ವರ್ ವರ್ಷಿಪಿಂಗ್ ಮುರುಗ ಸಮ್ ಅದರ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಶಕ್ತಿ ಸಮ್ ಅದರ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ವಿಷ್ಣು ಅವರ್ ಶಕ್ತಿ ಶಿವ ವಾಟ್ ಎವರ್ ಇಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಸೊ ಆಲ್ ದೀಸ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಸೆಪ್ಟೆಡ್ ಸೊ ಮೇ ನಾಟ್ ನಾಟ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ವ್ಯೂ ಆಫ್ ಪಾಲಿಟಿಕ್ಸ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ನವಡೇಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಓವರ್ ಪೊಲಿಟಿಕಲ್ ಲೀಡರ್ಸ್ ವಿ ಸೇ ದ ಲೀಡರ್ಸ್ ವಿ ಸೀ ಪ್ಯಾಂಡರಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಸೋ ಮೆನಿ ಗ್ರೂಪ್ಸ್ ಸೋ ಮೆನಿ ಮೇಬಿ ಮೇಬಿ ಕ್ಯಾಸ್ಟ್ ಗ್ರೂಪ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ರಿಲಿಜಿಯಸ್ ಗ್ರೂಪ್ಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಎವರ್ ದೇ ಆರ್ ಬಟ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಈಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಸಚ್ ಎ ಸಾರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಪೊಲಿಟಿಕಲ್ ಪ್ಯಾಂಡರಿಂಗ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ವಿಚ್ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಬೀನ್ ಡನ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಬೇಸಿಕಲಿ ಟು ಇನ್ಕ್ಲೂಡ್ ಆಲ್ ದೀಸ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಫಾರ್ ಎ ಹೈಯರ್ ರಿಯಲೈಸೇಷನ್ for only for from the point of view of uplifting the man uplifting the person so that is what we see here and not from the point of view of mere social harmony from a political point of view so this is what uh, we have to see it has to include different levels of devotees and at the same time not departing from the non dual vision it is not in any way contradicting or compromising on the non dual vision that is also we see the non dual vision it stands intact but at the same time one has to take into account even the uh, most ordinary man and uh, this person also has to be given a chance to come up slowly step by step so this is what we see and again in some other context again krishna says this again sakta karmanya vidvamso yatha kurvanti bharata kuryad vidvans tatha asaktah chikirsur lokasangraham a very very famous shloka oft quoted by shringeri swami ji so just as the unwise persons seeking the fruit of action how uh, just as they get engaged in karma the wise also should get engaged in karma without attachment for guiding the people that is uh, loka sangrahartham karma so krishna gives his own example of how there is no duty which is enjoined on him that is name parthasti kartavyam trishulokeshu kinchana then again he also says how a person should uh, 
keep on doing some exemplary actions. That is, yadde yadde acharati shreshta, sattade vedurojana, etc., etc. And again, uh, that is how he explains how a jnani doing karma is not something incompatible. Jnani doing karma is not something, in, uh, not something which is contradicting in nature. Jnani karma is very much there. And Bhagavad Gita was not told for uh, sannyasis only. Bhagavad Gita was told for men of action. That is, we find in the very first, um, in, in the fourth chapter itself, the concept of Rajarshi. And there he says, uh, in Shankar Bhashtam there is a line, Brahma Kshatre Parirachite Jagat Paripalaitum Alam. Brahma Kshatre Parirachite Jagat Paripalaitum Alam. There is one more line there, um, yeah, which I forget anyway. So, there it is told to Kshatriyas, and again, all the examples given are all these Rajasris like a King, Janaka, Rama, etc., all these people. And in another context, we also see Krishna mentioning the four types of uh, people, bhaktas. That is, um, what is that, uh, that fourth, uh, that adhyaya, artoj jnyasur arthaarti jnyanisya bharatasrava. There again he says, jnani atmaiva me matam, jnani is my own self. So there again, he includes that jnani among the list of bhaktas. There is no contradiction that uh, for a jnani to be a bhakta. This is what we see here. The notion of non-duality again, it brings into picture another concept called ananya bhakti. For an ordinary person, there is what is called anya bhakti, that is with an idea of duality. And this jnani is somebody who is doing bhakti with an idea of non-duality. And why does he do that? There again we see in the Brahma Sutras and some other places where it is explained, particularly in this Avrutti Adhikaranam, Avrutti Asakurtupadeshat, Avrutti is something which has been very repeatedly told in the text. And that is basically to, for this Atma Anusandhanam, to strengthen that, uh, to strengthen the knowledge within himself. So that is what is uh, that Avrutti. And again, for the purpose of Loka Sangraha, he is supposed to do that Loka Sangraha, that is Lokasya Unmarga Pravrutti Nivaranam Loka Sangraha, that, that is what Bhashyam says. And again, a Bhakta, he also, he is a lover of God, because Bhakti is actually Satvasmin Parama Premarupa Amrutasvarupasha, that is our Narada Bhakti Sutrasya. So that Bhakti is something which is Premasvarupa, and even while you are doing bhakti, you, you are engaged in bhakti, that is something which is prema swarupam. In karma, there is no prema or anything. <laughs> but in uh, bhakti, not prema, amruta. Amruta swarupam, amrutatvam is not there in karma. Prema is there, of course. But amruta swarupam is there even in the process of bhakti also that amrutatvam is there. So that, and that's what uh, we see in that Narada Bhakti Sutra. So now I come to the sociological consequences. The consequences, the most important contribution of this non-dual philosophy to Indian society is that it united the society. This is what we have to repeatedly tell our youngsters. That is what I, I say. This is not for this audience here. That is what we have to tell the youngsters. The most important contribution of this visual is, vision is that it integrated the society. Had this not been there, because the Upanishads, they have no agenda to establish any religion, the only um, purpose, or rather the only approach of the, of the Upanishads is 
ತಪಸ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮವಿಜಿಜ್ಞಾಸಸ್ವ ಯು ಟ್ರೈ ಟು ನೋ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ರಿಯಾಲಿಟಿ ಇನ್ ಅ ವೆರಿ ವೆರಿ ರ್ಯಾಷನಲ್ ಮ್ಯಾನರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಜಂಟಿಮನ್ ದಟ್ ಬರ್ಗು ಆರ್ ಹೂವರ್ ದ ಸ್ಟೂಡೆಂಟ್ ಹಿ ಅನಲೈಸಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಆರ್ ದ ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ಲೇಯರ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಓನ್ ಪರ್ಸನಾಲಿಟಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಟ್ರೈಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ರಿಯಲೈಸಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದಟ್ ರಿಯಾಲಿಟಿ ಸೊ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಪ್ರಾಸೆಸ್ ವಿ ಸಿ ಎವ್ರಿ ವೇರ್ ಇನ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ಇನ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ಉಪನಿಷಸ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಪ್ರಾಸೆಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ವಿ ಸಿ ಸೊ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೀಸ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ದೇ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ನೋ ಅಜೆಂಡಾ ಟು ಎಸ್ಟಾಬ್ಲಿಷ್ ದ ರಿಲಿಜನ್ ಆರ್ ಟು ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟ್ ಎನ್ ಎಂಪೈರ್ ಆರ್ ಟು ಸ್ಪ್ರೆಡ್ ದ ರಿಲಿಜನ್ ಸೊ ದಟ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಹೌ ದೇ ವರ್ ಏಬಲ್ ಟು ಆಕ್ಸೆಪ್ಟ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ಟ್ರೆಡಿಷನ್ಸ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ವೆನ್ ದ ಟ್ರೂತ್ ಈಸ್ ಒನ್ ಟ್ರೂತ್ ಈಸ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ವಿಚ್ ಈಸ್ ನಾನ್ ಡ್ಯೂವಲ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಟ್ರೂ ಟ್ರೂ ಟ್ರೂತ್ ಈಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ವಿಚ್ ಈಸ್ ಎ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಫೀಲ್ ನೀಡ್ ಫಾರ್ ವಾಟ್ ಪ್ಲೀಸ್ ಐ ಡೋಂಟ್ ನೋ ವೈ so when this truth is one so when this truth is of the nature of satyam gyanam anantam brahma that infinitely existing consciousness when that is so then uh, it doesn't matter what a, what form you worship so you have to you can accept all the forms you can accept all types of traditions that is what we have seen right from the even till yesterday all the people who talked about various types of stutis and various types of uh, stotras and all these yoga tantra and how all these things are integrated there is absolutely no contradiction anywhere all these things are they all fit into all so many pigeon holes are there they, they all fit into so many places so that is what we see and had this non dual philosophy not been there i am sure that india would have broken into pieces much prior to the invasion by the outsiders because some some portion would have been vishnava dominated some portion would have been shiva dominated because all these kings because when some particular faith if it is a mere faith and if by chance if it gets some raja the king protect protection of a king also then that is the end of it then this man will quarrel there is a fight between this king and that king and whoever is the strong that is again the darwinism darwinism among among religions that is what we see all over the world because whenever a new religion came up it totally wiped out all the existing religions and then it emerged with all the assistance of the political uh, leadership and that is what is happening even now so but then in india what happened was totally different somebody like shankaracharya he went round he had debates with all types of all uh, traditions he analyzed all traditions and then he said these are the traditions which are avaidic and he also said he also said like we can also say certified he can also said endorsed rather he said these are the traditions which are in accordance with the vedic uh, uh, say principles or vedic dharma and he also wrote hymns on various uh, all these deities so that is why he was also called shanmata sthapanacharya so that is what we see and now i come to my second point the second point is how these how this this non dual philosophy is integrated into our rituals and for this we see yeah so if you say that okay you will attain that reality you will attain that moksham you follow this ritual nobody will do that so for a ritual you have to promise some punyam okay if you do this you will attain some punyam if you take a dip in this river or if you do this mantra japa all this koti janma krutam papam will be wiped off so then there should be some sort of incentive and incentive and also disincentive if you do not do this you are going to fall into this rower rower narakam so all these things incentive and disincentives have been given 
and they have been told yes you follow this ritual and again they were also conscious that while a person is on the karma path somewhere he will also come on to a higher level why because in these rituals the same mantras the same uh, ruksu it may be a ruksukta like purusha sukta and uttar narayanam whatever it is or it may be rudradhyaya or it may be something like that so where that philosophy of oneness is the basic theme in that so that is what shankaracharya also points out in his commentary on uh, the 11th shloka of the gita there he says swargadi kamarthina a person starts as um, a person doing kamya karma a person is starting with a kamya karma but somewhere in the process he gets enlightened enlightened in the sense he gets an idea he gets a question that is swargadi kamarthina kamye eva agnihotradau pravrutasya samikurte vinashtepi kame samikurte he is continuing in the process it is just semi finished at that stage natat kamyam agnihotradi bhavati he says of course his idea is to say, tell some other point but he is making the point that in the process of doing a kamya doing a kamya karma a person will also get an idea it, it, it comes into his mind hey what is this the matra is saying like this for example when you are reading purusha suktam you go to any temple and in every temple we find this purusha suktam and again followed by uttara narayanam and uttara narayanam followed by mantra pushpam in all these things what do we see in the uttara narayanam there is a line sab brahma sashiva sahari sendra sochara paravaswarat then again in mantra pushpam we say tvam brahma tvam rudra tvam prajapati so everywhere what is that whatever is existing in you whatever is the dahara akasha whatever is there in your own um, this so called mind akasha so that is what is brahma that is what is shiva so that is this idea when it comes of course now we have got a language barrier in earlier days they didn't have a language barrier so about 100 years ago or so the people never had any confusion because they did not have a language barrier so when these these people read all these things they had some idea so that is how this um, uh, this rituals uh, they are rather embedded with uh, this uh, non dual philosophy and uh, for example the most primary karma which we do is the nitya karma sandhya vandana sandhya vandana there was a reference by madam pandit ji in the morning she she told uh, so many things about that so this sandhya vandana is again a mandated karma and the, the sandhya vandana in my view is a guided meditation andhyavandana is basically is a guided meditation because it talks about the very opening line it says brahma karma samarabhe it is not talking about any worship of sun or anything it is brahma karma and again if you see the mantras which are there what are the mantras udyanta mastanyanta madityam abhidhyayan kurvan brahmano vidwan sakalam sakalam brahma sakalam bhadram sakalam bhadram shrute brahmaiva san brahma apyeti ब्रह्मैव सन् ब्रह्म अपियम वेद सो दट इज ईज आलरेडी ब्रह्म एंड देन ही रियलाइज यस दैम दट ब्रह्म देन अगेन दट न्यास दट लेडी वॉज टेलिंग अबउट दट न्यास करण्यास एंड अंगन्यास दट करण्यास इफ यू काल इट तंत्र यू काल इट तंत्र वट एवर इट ईज दट करण्यास वट वट वी से तत्सवित ब्रह्मात्मने अंगुष्टाभ्याम नम वी स्टार्ट विथ ब्रह्म विष्णु महेश्वर देन अगेन वी से सत्यात्मने अनाविकाभ्यान नम ದೆನಗೈನ್ ಕನಿಷ್ಠಿಕ ಸತ್ಯಾತ್ಮನೆ ಜ್ಞಾನಾತ್ಮನೆ ಕನಿಷ್ಠಿಕಾಭ್ಯಾನ್ ನಮಃ ಸರ್ವಾತ್ಮನೆ ಕರತಲಕರ ಪುಷ್ಟಾಭ್ಯಾನ್ ನಮ
all what all we call as brahma vishnu ishwara etc they are in the realm of maya they are not satyam and when you go to the next stage we are on the level of satyam that is satyatmane anamika abhyam namaha so this tantra is something which is it is just in tantra you have integrated all this non dual philosophy and i am actually looking for some some explanation for the uh, mudras this 24 mudras sumukham samputan chaiva vitatam vistrutam tatha i want to know whether somebody has explained it uttara mudras i myself i i visualized some meaning so there is a, a meaning which is in accordance with the vedanta but for the purva mudras i am looking for some explanation so anyway so if we see all our prayers everywhere everywhere in all our rituals so that is what we see and gayatri mantra is itself in the morning there was a reference to gayatri mantra and what do we see all this vyahruti som bhuhu bhoha suvaham all these things so that is that entire what all you see is that brahman om bhuhu is brahman bhuha is brahman suvaha is brahman what all you see is that brahman om apo jyoti raso amrutam brahma everything is that brahman and that is again what we see there and in that is again a meditation on what is called the satyam gyanam anantam brahma or that infinitely existing consciousness and again we see uh, for example you take any vratam we perform some vinayaka vratam or saraswati vratam and there okay it appears as a worship in a dualistic mode it starts as a worship in dualistic mode but when we see the later finishing mantras ganesho pratigrunhati ganesho vai dadati cha ganesha starako bhabhyam so the person who is giving is ganesha the person who is taking is ganesha you perform ananta viratam ananto pratigrunhati ananto vai dadati cha you do you perform saraswati viratam bharati pratigrunhati bharati vai dadati cha so everywhere that idea of uh, that that oneness is very much presented in all our rituals you take any mantra we go to rudra adhyay purusha suktam and uttara narayanam i was telling sabrahma sashiva etc then again if you take rudram rudram is again is an exercise in vishwarupadarshan rudram is basically a philosophical exercise to see god in everybody and what do what do we say people like namo mahadhyah chullake bhyashyo namo you are worshiping the great people you are also worshiping the petty petty minded people and again taskaranam pataye namaha as a police officer i should not be saying this taskaranam pataye namaha i worship the chief of thieves <laughs> then again kulunchanam pataye namaha kuluncha who means bhumi kulunchanam pati is somebody who is a land grabber in modern in modern uh, tra- a present day translation is kuluncha is actually a land grabber so that means in those days also there were some land grabbers so kulunchanam pataye namaha then namo ishumadhyo ರಥಕಾರೇಭ್ಯಶ್ಚವ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಕುಲಾಲೇಭ್ಯ ಕರ್ಮಾರೇಭ್ಯಶ್ಚವ ನಮೋ ಸೋ ಮೆನಿ ಥಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಆಲ್ ದೀಸ್ ಟ್ರೇಡ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ಸಿಡೆಂಟಲಿ ವಿ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಸೀ ದಟ್ ದಿ ಸೋ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ಕ್ಯಾಸ್ಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ವಿಚ್ ಈಸ್ ಅ ಸೋಷಲಾಜಿಕಲ್ ಡೆವಲಪ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ನಥಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಡೂ ವಿತ್ ರಿಲೀಜನ್ ಕ್ಯಾಸ್ಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ವಿಚ್ ಈಸ್ ಅ ಸೋಷಲಾಜಿಕಲ್ ಡೆವಲಪ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ವೇರ್ ಆಸ್ ವರ್ಣ ಈಸ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ವಿಚ್ ಈಸ್ ಮೆನ್ಷನ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದಿ ಸ್ಕ್ರಿಪ್ಚರ್ಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಎ ಸಾರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಇನ್ಸಿಡೆಂಟಲ್ ಅಬ್ಸರ್ವೇಷನ್ ದೆನ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಭೋಜನಂ ವೆನ್ ವಿ ಡೂ ಭೋಜನಂ ಅಗೇನ್ again vaham vaishvanaro bhutva if you see the commentary under that shankaracharya also writes bhokta vaishvanarah agni we are aware of this agnishtoma yaga in that agnishtoma the entire universe is visualized as composing two elements two features called one is the eater and the other is eaten that is what we see in that upanishad that arayincha pranam cha rayi and pranam so that way bhokta vaishvanarah agni 
ಭೋಜ್ಯಂ ಅನ್ನಂ ಸೋಮ ಅಗ್ನಿಷ್ಟೋಮ ತದೇತದುಭಯಂ ಅಗ್ನಿಶೋಮೌ ಸರ್ವಮಿತಿ ಪಶ್ಯತ ಅನ್ನಲೋಪದೋಷ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇಫ್ ಯು ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಯುವರ್ ಲಂಚ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಐಡಿಯಾ ದಟ್ ದಿಸ್ ಈಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಅಗ್ನಿಷ್ಟೋಮಯಾಗ ಐ ಆಮ್ ಸ್ಯಾಟಿಸ್ಫೈಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ವೈಶ್ವಾನರ್ ಅಗ್ನಿ ಇನ್ ಮೀ ದೆನ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಸಪೋಸ್ ಟು ಬಿ ಈಕ್ವಿವೆಲೆಂಟ್ ಟು ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ಅಗ್ನಿಷ್ಟೋಮಯಾಗ ಸೊ ದೆನ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಫಾರ್ ಎಕ್ಸಾಂಪಲ್ ದೇವಿ ಸಪ್ತಶತಿ ಯು ಟೇಕ್ ಎನಿ ಅದರ್ ಎನಿ ಟೇಕ್ ಎನಿಥಿಂಗ್ ಸೊ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ದೇವಿ ಸಪ್ತಶತಿ ಆಲ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪೋರ್ಟ್ರಿಯಲ್ ಆಫ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಇಸ್ ಓವರ್ ಐ ವಿಲ್ ಫಿನಿಷ್ ಇನ್ ಟು ಒನ್ ಆರ್ ಟು ಮಿನಿಟ್ಸ್ so the portrayal of all this uh, hideous nature of human emotions for example all these negative emotions which are which are projected as demons in the field and what are all these demons and uh, gods and i don't think any religion gives uh, such a beautiful picture for example shankaracharya in one of the bhashyams he says in two places in yeah, uh, upanishad bhashyam devaha shastrodbhasita indriya vrittayah asuraha tad viparitah the gods are not somebody who is some handsome people who are um, wearing some sophisticated having some sophisticated weapons etc they are our own indriya vrittaya shastrodbhasitah which are refined by the study of shastras and asurahat dviparitah and devasura sangramo nama anudinam vartamanah adhyatmika sangramah that is a sangrama it is a sort of internal battle which goes on every day every in every human mind and that is what is that churning of the churning of that ocean so that is these are the things churning of the ocean i don't have time to explain that so that churning of the ocean is again another great symbol where the human mind all the the conflicting uh, ideas and uh, conflicting tendencies in the human nature they are there then again devi saptashati if you take and the most misunderstood point which many people point out is about the rakta bija oh your gods and goddesses they have got so many weapons your gods your goddess is somebody who is blood sucking and what is the rakta bija if you see there was a there was a lot of talk about vasana kshaya and manonasha and what is this vasana vasana is that latent impression which is there in the mind which sprouts up at any slightest opportunity you have got whatever actions we have done all these actions they have produced some samskaras or vasanas which are there in the mind and these things they they suddenly rise up and this rakta bija even a drop of his blood falling on a very fertile ground so that rakta bija again sprouts up and again that was this total total eradication of eradication of this vasanas vasanakshaya which is described very beautifully by vidyaranya in that uh, um, jivan mukti viveka that is what is illustrated here and if you re- if we read the commentaries on devi saptashati in fact that's a wonderful thing i don't know why people have not uh, clearly brought about and clearly i have not come across any book there may be some books i have not clearly come across any book in english explaining or rather summarizing the sanskrit commentaries uh, that also the scholars may kindly keep in mind and similarly you take anything like vishnu sahasranama lalita sahasranama etc etc there is again summary of vedanta in brief so that is what we see here in the, it is uh, we find that it is a very very uh, unique thing in our indian tradition that the rituals are actually shaped by or molded by the upanishadic philosophy and that is the reason why we have not lost them maybe in other religions because that is something which is shaped by faith people are not bothered about it now you read the devi saptashati and you do chandiyaga and when you are in chandiyaga you are seeing philosophy and you are aware that what you are doing is not a ritual and that is something which is there is something which is much deeper so that is how these rituals are very much alive so that is what i feel 
and this is not something which is um, double which are which we can we can say double standards or duplicity in us not definitely duplicity it is a philosophical awareness of what we are doing so <clears throat> with this i thank the indic academy of course i am also a partner in the sense a very active member in this indic academy teaching on this advait academy website my friend has just come here she Uh, Hari Kiran. In fact, he made me a teacher because uh, when I had just retired and I was not knowing what to do, he said, "Why don't you teach?" Then I started teaching. So that was a turning point. So I thank him. I thank Nagaraj Patwari. I also ch thank Chennai University for having given me this chance. Thank you. Thanks, Dr. Rindra Garu, for this. Uh very highly enlightening presentation uh, tea is ready outside uh, the youngsters sitting here uh, please spread the message to the other youngsters he has explained to you the spiritual but not religious has become so fashionable now we don't want to go to temple we don't want to do rituals and all that please take this message to everyone uh, from this paper thank you